Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome to the Renaissance English History Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Tesco. This is a special supplementary episode, one of the tutorifying the quarantine interviews I was doing early on when the lockdowns first began. So the sound isn't the greatest because it was a Zoom call, but I think the content is awesome. So I hope you'll enjoy this interview with Michael Ratty talking about his new musical, The King's Legacy. And I hope you will be forgiving of the sound issues. Um, These Zoom calls don't have the greatest sound. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy this supplementary episode.
are you? Thank you for um, being part of this Tutorify the Quarantine Well, thing. thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you again. Nice to nice see, see you too. again, Michael. It's been, uh, it's been kind of like sad for me not knowing if TutorCon, if I'm going to be able to go this year. And I was like, oh man, I met so many great people last year. But now everything's up in the air. So it's lovely to see your faces. And here we are. <laughs> we'll figure it out as we all go, right? Right? It's, it's just an exercise in letting it go and letting yeah. it be and seeing what happens. Oh, um, I, I admit people now. I see. I see. Oh, oh, and you know what? I don't know why it had me having to admit people. That was so weird because the other meeting, it didn't have that. Well, that's um, all right. I, I'll just try to keep tabs when I'm not screen sharing. Okay, yeah. And if people... Maybe in the new security, you have to let them in. I know. They're, like Maybe. To start with, it said that you have to um, have a password, but then I was able to go in and edit that out. So at first this meeting had a password, but then it didn't. And so I, and now letting people in. Yeah, I think they're, they're doing a lot with weird security things. So, um, well, I just tried to let Meg in and then she disappeared. She was know. here for half a minute. <laughs> well, hopefully she'll minute. come back. Hopefully she will. Um, all right. So for people who, have not heard of you before or seen you before, um, which it's hard to imagine that anybody hasn't been exposed to the awesomeness that is you, but oh, stop. <laughs> um, tell me about the King's legacy and who you are and why you're here tutorifying things. Uh, absolutely. All right. So I'm, my name is Michael Ratty. I'm a writer, uh, musical theater writer and performer, also a musical director and a vocal coach. I live in New York City. I teach kids for my survival job on Long Island. And uh, in my career life, I write musical theater mostly, and I mostly perform in the summers these days. Um, but the the King's Legacy is one of my original musicals. It's the third musical I had started, and it's the only one that's actually gotten a production. So, woohoo, go Kings Legacy. But I started it way back in 2012 because I adore Anne Boleyn, mm -hmm. and I felt that her story has been, um, it's been told many ways, but there was a way that I wanted to tell it, and mm -hmm. I thought it deserved the musical theater treatment because the only musical that existed at all about Tudor England is called Rex. And it was written in the 70s. It did not do very well. <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. mostly about Henry. And so I started the process of writing King's Legacy. And it's been a very long journey. It's had a lot of different iterations. But it found a structural home after about four years. <laughs> And so I've been working with that version and honing things in and trying new things out through readings and small workshops, different casts, Broadway stars, some of them sometimes just casual in my apartment. And then mm -hmm. finally this past summer at the Bristol Valley Theater in Naples, New York, uh, we had our premiere production, which went swimmingly. It went so well, so much better than I could have hoped for. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And then you also came to TutorCon too, so. And then I came to TutorCon. <laughs> so a lot of people 
that follow you have heard my voice or seen my face already and heard some of the music, which we got to do live in concert, which was awesome. Yeah. That was such a great time. That was so awesome. Um, so I, you tell this story about how you first kind of got uh, tuned into the tutors because you, it was through Philippa Gregory and a girlfriend's book or something like that, right? <laughs> Well, I first learned about the tutors from my, uh, my sister had gone abroad in yeah, college. Okay. And when she came back, one of her gifts for me, she was studying in New York, one of her gifts for me was a Horrible Histories, The Terrible mm -hmm. Tutors. So I was reading that through and I was like, huh, uh, these people are very interesting. And I was particularly drawn to Henry and, and Elizabeth. And then I didn't really pursue learning more about them. But whenever I saw stuff that had to do with the tutors, whether it was a book or a film or a TV show, I would always put it on because I was so interested. And um, and then, yeah, uh, I thought to myself, this would make a great musical story, but never really did anything about it. And then I started writing musical theater in college, which I kind of fell into in a weird way. And um, then, yeah, it was, after my senior year, I was uh, reading The Other Boleyn Girl, my girlfriend's copy at the time, and <laughs> I finished it and I was kind of mad because I didn't really like the portrayal of Anne Boleyn. And I was like, ah, but it's such a good story. Someone needs to write this musical. And she was like, well, why don't you do it? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> well, I kind of sat on it for like another year, but then I finally started it. And, awesome. Uh, that's well, how we got here. Would you play us some music now? Um, Absolutely. So Oops. I don't know. I was thinking about the songs that I really like, um, but <laughs> I, I might make a special request of you later. Um, and I love the one where the two guys are just, well, the King's Legacy is what it's called, right? And like it yes. has so many cute little puns and stuff like that. And it's all jaunty and, and I love that one. But um, Maybe you it's an can... act two comedy song because who doesn't like an act two comedy song? Sure, yeah. I was thinking, I th I was thinking maybe I'd focus a little more on the women's songs to begin with because uh, one of the things that I have found to be so fun about writing this show is there are so many women in the story who often mm -hmm. get short shrift who I wanted to bring in and uplift, and so the cast is five women and a young girl and then three men. So it was really fun for me to write for women's voices for mm -hmm. this whole thing. So, um, uh, but we, I mean, we can start with a comedy song if that sounds more fun. I don't wanna, no, no, no. I don't wanna mess up your your flow, so. Oh, no, I just have like a list going over here. I was like, I don't know, okay. maybe these songs. Um, you know what, let's start with The King's Legacy, cause why not? Okay. All right. How do we do the screen sharing? This button. There was the share button down uh -huh. Oh, I also pulled up the uh, the teaser trailer video that I had created. Oh, yeah. Do you want to play that. that too? Yeah, play us that. Yeah. All right, let's see. Because this is with footage from the summer's production. Okay. I pushed it out of control. I pushed it out of control. I did what I, I did, and I swear I don't regret I was a queen of England. 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 I was a que
another war. Our son supposedly would help. But Mary's full of fear and rage. Elizabeth has come of age. Little Edward's sick and won't engage. And now the country's fate is center stage. Yeah, it was a great cast. I got very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the, it was cool to see the costumes. Tell, can you tell me anything about, um, I mean, obviously there are people who do costumes. What kind of input did you have in the costumes and, and how, tell me about that. Oh, you've, you've muted yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you were am i back oh now you're back yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sorry trying to figure all this out <laughs> that's okay i know i know it's a lot to manage um yeah the costumes uh i have a fabulous costume designer her name is sammy uh sammy miller and uh <laughs> although i think she goes by samantha miller in, in professional life but mm -hmm. We know her, Sammy. I love her so much. She is one of the biggest tutor nerds I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. And so we had been talking about this show since I first brought it up to her that I was writing it, I think in 2015. Um, we were working at the Bristol Valley Theater. I don't think we were working on the same show at the same time, but we were at staying at the same host family's house. Mm -hmm. And we just discovered our mutual love for the tutors and we nerded out so hardcore. It was wonderful. Awesome. And so when I was talking to her about the show, she was like, whenever you do this, it's me. I'm doing this show with you. Uh -huh. And so when luckily BBT was the one who decided to put on the pre premiere production, I was like, well, I know who my costume designer is. So we had talked about things a bit, but I kind of like let her just do her thing because I trust her. I mean, I know she knows the history. She knows she's a fantastic costume designer as it is. Mm -hmm. And so um, as part of doing this show for this summer, because there's only so much budget allotted for a summer stock uh, production. And we knew that this was going to be a big show. So I had done a little extra fundraising for uh, more of the budget so we could especially increase the costume budget. We knew mm -hmm. it was going to be tough. And um, you would be shocked to know how small that budget was that made those beautiful costumes. And a lot of it was from material that she just like, she found and she built these pieces. And so a lot of the pieces she wants to continue building as the show moves forward, which would be wonderful, but nothing out of her eyes and yet for a new production. So we'll see. Well, we will keep our fingers crossed. Yes. I have um, to say though, specifically, I loved the doublet that I wore. It was so comfortable, and I've I've never I've never had such a nice torso shape in my life. Why did you not wear it to TutorCon? Oh, because it doesn't belong to me. Okay. If it did, trust me, I'd have worn it. That All thing right. was great. 
So I want you to play some more music for us, but also before you do that, I just have to interject that Kendra was on video for like half a minute right there and she had amazing hair. So it was really yes. gorgeous. And blue. There it is. Thank yes, you. the blue hair. <laughs> My kids are going crazy and being like screaming loud outside because it's the first nice day we've had in two weeks. So yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. I love your hair. Thank you. Inspired by, you know, stuck inside. Right? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so, so play us some more music and tell us about some more music that you're gonna play for us. Great. So um, I've got a song. So this was uh, one of the newest songs written for the show. So before the production this summer, I was doing a lot of talking with our director, Chris Hanley, and we were trying to get the show in shape for the summer production. And as part of that, there were a couple things that I knew were missing that I really wanted to write. So there were, I think, two brand new songs for the show. And this was the last song I had written right before the show uh, had to be frozen so we could get it all set for the production. Mm -hmm. And it is a musical sequence. I've, I've pulled up the script and I'll kind of like uh, scroll through if that's possible. I don't know if it'll show up on the screen share because so you can understand what's happening it's very complex it's like a six minute musical scene with these mm -hmm. different sections where we see Anne Boleyn uh kind of rising up in Henry's eyes and how she like worked her way into his life and getting him interested in her mm. so uh, this also happened to be people's favorite song this summer I pulled people throughout the summer and this was the one that was always top of the list. Yeah. All right, so, um. Mary Upward, right, Father? Have you been watching her? She's different, this one. Not that different. This week's shiny object. Can you see the script when I pulled it up? I don't see the script. All right, I'll see if I can finagle that while it plays. All right, continuing. I like a lively fashion. It's quite smart. It's, it's a game. But if she wants his notice, that's the key. Henry, 
What do you mean? The dispensation is legal within the bounds of the church. But you, all of you, just said that the arguments being made are that of God's law, not church law. Even the Pope would recognize that he could not dispense with God's law. Now that is an argument worth pursuit. Do you not agree, Cardinal? It may be, Your Majesty. Hmm. Let us find out. Thank you, Mistress Anne. There's a little pause while they change this scene.
cross. Loyalty before all else. So that was the six minute musical beast that I wrote right before this show was going to happen. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I'm interested in how you, and how you portray Anne um, in, in there and how other people were seeing Anne and that follow mind attend refrain. Talk to me about how you decided on that. Um, well, one of the things that, uh, well, hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to catch off guard. No, 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 that's a good question. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to do was portray the complexity of how she rose in court in, specifically in Henry's eyes, and how mm -hmm. it was not just about her looks by any way, shape, or form, which is where so many people put the emphasis. And I wanted to show that her wit, her intelligence, that she was someone that he enjoyed to be around, and that uh, he was not the only one who was taking notice and mm -hmm. was not the only one enamored with her. And when you're watching the video, you can see how uh, her interactions with the, specifically the other men at court, like everyone's very interested in her. And then I was like, well, hmm, I have to utilize the guys throughout this whole process. I wonder if there's a way where I can utilize uh, the women and have just these court ladies kind of narrating their opinions on her as you're going through the musical scene. So we can see how some people like her, some people don't, there's this, uh, undeniable energy about her and she's definitely caused waves but that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's enjoying her presence at court <laughs> mm -hmm. i see well i kind of picked up on like the juxtaposition between like what women were supposed to be doing following minding and attending and her saying she's not one to be led and you know but also that pull with the portrayal of how in the past people have shown like that maybe Thomas Boleyn was trying to pimp out his daughters and like all that kind of stuff and just this taking the agency away from her for herself and I feel like in your song you kind of gave her some of that back. Yeah well that's been my biggest goal and also struggle with this show has been making certain that Anne is the protagonist and that she has agency the entire time because i am a firm believer that sure i i mean we cannot deny that her family had a lot to do with why she was there and what she ended up doing however i fully believe that she had the agency to be the person to hook henry and then keep him for a decade mm -hmm. like there's that just seems undeniable to me and mm -hmm. even just the way that people talk about her historically whether it's positive or negative they talk a lot about her. There is something mm -hmm. there. So mm -hmm. I, I really want to make sure that my Anne Boleyn had agency throughout the entire show. Mm -hmm. And that's been tricky to do because you know what? A lot of people do not find a woman with agency to be an appealing protagonist. And that's been hard to put together. Gosh, golly, it even is, seems like it, like 500 years later, it just seems like that should be a little bit different, but. I agree. And <laughs> hence my show. 
But I will say, coming off of the summer's production, and it wasn't perfect. There were still things that I want to, that I have tweaked since, that I want to continue tweaking about her journey specifically and making sure that she is viewed as a, uh, an, an empathetic, sympathetic, likable human being who has goals and desires that connect to everybody. But I will say that coming off the summer production, um, no one told me that they disliked Anne. And that is the first time ever in this journey that no one told me that they disliked her. So that was a big step. <laughs> Yay. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm, it's always interesting to see how people portray her and how, and I, it, it's funny because I kind of want to ask you this question about what it's like for you writing the perspective of women being a man but I kind of also think that's sort of sexist because you wouldn't ask, I mean, I don't know, maybe you would ask a woman what it's like writing men from that perspective. And then you start getting into all kinds of depth of like way more philosophical than I want to get into right now. But um, what kind of research did you do around that? And like, what was it like for you, even just not women, men, regardless, just writing these personalities from 500 years ago and trying to understand their what was pushing them and then turning that into music like what was that mm -hmm. process like well um it was hard it was long <laughs> yeah i've consumed so much information um articles books also the fiction i feel like uh, it was really important for me to see how these characters were, uh, these people <laughs> were being portrayed as characters in other forms of fiction and what that would mean for people, mm -hmm. how people reacted to those characters in those specific portrayals. Um, it's, it's so hard to write complex people to begin with but when right. their story is also extraordinary, extraordinarily complex, that muddied the waters for me. So, And then uh, you add I, 500 years worth of other people telling it on top of Right. That. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I was trying to not let stand in my way. So like some of the biggest research I tried to do upfront was, okay, what has everyone said about these people, specifically Anne and Henry, over the past 500 years? Give me the dirtiest and give me the best and just not just the contemporaries but also like how have people since talked about them mm -hmm. and you know the, there's this gigantic gap right after Anne's death of mm -hmm. like 200 years where nobody talks about her yeah at all like yeah. her what her contemporaries said just that that's it that's what people thought, if they thought about her at all. And I found that fascinating too. Like, why did she re-enter the public consciousness? And why then there was like Agnes story? Strickland and the Victorians who had all the their yes. ideas about her. And, and then like everybody latched on and then there's just so much that came from that. It's fascinating to me. So I did a lot of that kind of research. And um, yeah, I don't, as far as writing their music, I don't know. Each of them kind of came to me with a sound okay. and I, I wanted to work within those motifs in those sounds. Um, I don't know. It's hard to describe the composition process in general. 
right now i'm sure um you said something there and it made me think of something but i've forgotten what it was and it was something i really i wanted to ask that is my life i do that all the time do you really i thought it was just after i turned 40 like losing my brain but oh no that's me all the time time? okay great (laughs) oh sugar I, i might think of it anyway um you oh you did speaking of music you did try to incorporate some early music sounds into your musical kit maybe you can maybe that can be a maybe you can talk to me about that and maybe play some of that sure uh yeah so writing musical theater is um a lot of people talk about how musical theater has its own very specific sound like you can tell immediately if a song is from a musical i think that's less so these days like I mean honestly the first time I heard some of six I was like oh someone wrote a pop album about six and then they told me it was a show I was like oh well cool but you know that sounds like a pop album but one of the things that I really wanted to make sure that we got was a sense from the musical atmosphere of where we are what Mm -hmm. time period what country so even right away from the very, very first draft of this thing, I tried to incorporate music from the time period. Um, I wrote a madrigal, a three-voiced madrigal, that was uh, a part of the very, very first iteration of this show, and it's basically unchanged. Some of the lyrics have changed, but I just, I wanted to make sure that my style was being mixed with the style of the time period. And then that was going to kind of roll out and create the atmosphere. So there's that. The ending of the show is written uh, like an English anthem, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? I, I have little snippets of, of music from the time period throughout. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else specific off the top of my head though. <laughs> Well, can you play, can you play your magical? Is that handy? Can you find it? Sure. I don't want to, if you can't find it, don't worry about it. No, I've got it here. I've got all the demos around. Let's see. Uh, By the way, did you see the script after I changed it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll see if I can do that again. Where is the sounds of spring? Here we are. So this, again, this is a musical montage here where you get the first verse and you get the verse and then you get the verse with the crossing voices and then there's a scene and then you get the second verse and very much in the style of magicals of the time period it is secular it is written about imagery of nature and so often is uh, our seasons a part of that and so this is in act two it's mid act two we are seeing the cracks forming <clears throat> pardon me seeing the cracks forming in the relationship between Anne and Henry based off of specifically uh the births and the way that Anne is pushing for Elizabeth to be put in the line of succession mm. so let's see doing the screen share Sounds of spring spring forth from you with boundless joy they dance. The sounds of spring bring warmth from you, they light and spark romance. The summer winds rush in, the sun upon our skin. Our love to fill our hearts to brim, our lovers holy here. 
winds rush in, winds the sun and rush in, upon the us sun and fill our hearts to bring our lovers holy here. I know, my love. I am heartbroken. Are you? You don't mean that. I don't. I'm sorry. You're certain it was a boy? I know that you are disappointed, but I still have time. It's all right. We will try again and we will have a son, a little brother for our little princess. Like the first boy you promised. What? Yes, my love. We will. Parliament passed the new act of succession today, or have they stalled again? Henry? Why are you pushing so hard to make Elizabeth next in line over Mary? If you're so certain about having a son, all of this could wait. But what if something were to happen to the child, or to me, during childbirth? Wouldn't you want your line secure? Elizabeth is not a son, and she never will but be she one! she is an excellent heir! She's already capable well beyond her age! She's kind and intelligent, and a mischievous little spitfire! No one can ever doubt that she was your daughter! And a far better legitimate choice over Catherine's ragged offspring! Yes, love! Worry not! Your act of succession has passed! Elizabeth is next in line! Good! For now! Then it will be my son. I feel a frigid autumn chill within my bones, it lies. I feel a chill from all the hills, the sunlight flees and dies. The winter came upon a steely frozen dawn. We thought perchance we'd keep our cheer, but no, perhaps next year. I feel a frigid autumn. We just think. You've made it all too clear what you think. Henry! Your Majesty. Your Majesty, we simply believe this focus on a son is potentially doing more harm than good. But to think of taking a new wife now with Anne still so young. And a Catholic one after breaking from the church. And to imprison the Queen would be insane. On exorbitant charges nonetheless. Anne is still Queen with a legitimate daughter. And Elizabeth is a well-loved child. An excellent Anne. Enough! I've had it with your nagging. You two have run out your use. Leave my court and stay out. Henry. Get out. The winter came upon a steely frozen dawn. We thought perchance we'd keep our cheer, but no, perhaps next year. We thought perchance we'd keep our cheer, but no, perhaps next year. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, Yay. that one. Uh, that, that was kind of like Thomas Morley, huh? With, um, I heard uh, each with his bonnie lass upon the greeny grass in there. You got me pegged. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a lot of Morley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no one better there. That was awesome. I, that was really cool. I really like that. 
Well, thank you. That's uh, one of those songs that is it's really helpful to show kind of uh, how far I would take it in, in the musical as to portraying the atmosphere, but it's also really hard to do out of context, just like four people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was cool. That was cool. Um, yeah. And I, I'm just trying to think that I was, I was just kind of like, you kind of just like I'm spaced out now because I was just in this magical world. And so um, I'm not really <laughs> sure what to ask you right now. So maybe you can just like, Great. Well, we can, uh, we can move forward to... We have a little bit. And also, um, you know, people, if anybody, if Kendra or anybody has questions um, they want to ask or type, I think Kendra is still muted and I can't unmute her because you're the host now, but you don't have, I think she might want to be muted anyway because she's with her kids. So if she mm -hmm. wants to type a question or if um, Tina wants to jump in or anything that... Is there any chance it'll be played again? Oh, okay. yes. It's most certainly going to happen again. I just don't know yet where and when, but we're working on it. So you'll let us know. Oh, absolutely. I will certainly keep everyone uh, informed. You have a group of hardcore fans here. They yeah, think we're going to have to organize a road trip to wherever you are, yeah. you know? We'll go wherever. We'll, go wherever. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I will say, though, uh, I'm trying to work out for during this, you know, lovely quarantine, I'm trying to work out something with the theater that um, we can hopefully do a live stream of the film from the summer later this month. <gasps> yes, so here's the hoping that we can actually figure that out because right now there's a lot of logistics that go into it, but it'd be really fun to revisit that. I had a, hired a videographer who did like a full stage shot and also all these close-ups and I edited the whole thing together. And so I've got this great video, as you can see from the teaser trailer, like the footage is good. And I'd really love to share that even though the show's changed already since the summer, it'd be really fun to, to share yeah. what we actually did with people who, you know, would like to see it and who couldn't this summer. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. I will definitely update you if it's gonna happen. Yes, please. That's very exciting. Very exciting. Oh, Kendra, you guys still talk about it in your group chat? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, we get together. Um, we chat like every couple of days and it's always tutor related and we always talk about the performance at the church. So. <laughs> well, which was so much fun for me. It's like just to watch everybody and see everyone's reactions and hear what you all had to say afterwards. That was a lot of fun that night. That was, that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, yeah, so what, yeah, what, yeah, we have a couple, I don't know, we have a couple more minutes here. What, what else would you like to play for us? What else? And I just realized, because you're playing music, like, can I, and I, we talked about recording this. Is this okay to post afterwards? Because, like, you have the rights because you're the composer, right? So can I go ahead and post this places? Yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yep. Okay. The music is mine. Um, uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll have to chat about, uh, giving credit to the people on the recordings, but I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I could play, let's see. I know Heather that you really like a Tudor Rose, uh, that the, mm -hmm. the women's ballad, yeah. uh, a queen of England is a lot of people's favorites. Cause that's the, the big one. She's about to be beheaded and Let's see. Oh, and then 
everyone really loves um, one of Catherine's songs. It's very short. It's called I See. Um, I think I, I think we did that one at the concert at TourCon. But that one's super short. Let me play that one. Everyone okay. loves this song. This is uh, right after, this is mid-act one. And they just did the pageant and the mask. And Henry and Anne clearly shared a moment during <laughs> this. And as in the production, it, as uh, the dance was slowly fizzling out and people were being kind of dismissed from court, Catherine in this like dreamlike state sang the song as she came and ultimately after this confronts Anne for the first time. So mm. let's do a screen share. All right. Daily I sit and observe Watch as they all find the nerve To chase what they think they deserve Yes, I see absolutely singular in history there's just so much to be said <laughs> yeah i love her too but you know sometimes i get a little frustrated with just how stubborn she was yeah because ah. you know i mean you're not gonna win that one surely after having been married to him for 20 years and the king of france had just done it to claude and mm -hmm. sent her away to a nunnery. She saw that yeah. happened. Her own sister had been locked away. She saw that happen. I mean, like, he offers you this nice life in a convent. And I mean, like, I don't know. To me, it's just kind of like. And she could have seen really, her. Daughter, really yeah. think you're going to win this one? Yeah. Yeah. Made it harder for Mary. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it for Mary. I understand. I just. 
I find it a little frustrating. There are times when I really, because I, I, you know, Mary came out so much worse anyway and never got married because like her whole, her legitimacy and what, and where, where did she stand and all of that. I think Henry would have been willing to recognize her the way he recognized Henry Fitzroy and set, you know, married her and set her up with a marriage. And now here she wound up living a pretty miserable life anyway. And so there are times when I get very frustrated with Catherine. I agree. I I agree. But yeah, (laughs) Mary and Catherine could have visited each other if she would have given in, it would have been a whole different life. Yeah. Though I would like to counter all of this with ultimately Henry didn't have to be such a jerk. Well, there is that too. Like, it's so easy to to blame Catherine for her actions, but you know, uh, he didn't have to do what he did to her. And so really it's my frustration really comes at Henry because why, why did he have to be so awful about it? He was gonna do whatever he wanted, no matter what. Yeah. Or to blame Anne for what happened to Catherine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, and it's also so hard for us. We can sit around here and say, oh, I'm frustrated by this or, oh, that I agree with that or whatever. Like, it's so hard to judge what we would have done 500 years ago with the, right. you know, and also with Catherine, if she really truly believed that she was putting her soul in peril by agreeing to something that she didn't actually agree to, then, mm-hmm. you know, what's this life compared to, eternity so you got to go with that yeah and, and for henry for, even you know, for henry though he, he had precedent King, kings did yeah. this so he yeah. was expected to get permission from rome just like other kings had mm-hmm. and, and yeah of course we have to also talk about those circumstances because at the end of the day if things politically weren't where they were he would have gotten that divorce Right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like who who ultimately can you put blame on? It's, it was like the perfect hard. storm of yeah things that were wrong. <laughs> Which is why it's so fascinating. Why we love the story so much. Yeah. True. It's true because there's stuff we can talk about and think about and write music about even all this time later. Yeah. Um, Do we want to play? Uh, one more? Do we want yeah, to do... let's play. Let's play one more if you have the time. Yeah, let's do, do the it. Queen. Do the do the, the Queen of England. Yeah, Queen of England. All right, that I can do. And <laughs> Kendra seconds that. Yes. Okay, great. Screen share. And this technology is so cool. I'm so pleased with this. How fun. I did it, Father, haven't you seen? You didn't bother to congratulate your queen. Watch as your daughter is sent now to slaughter. I worked my magic, I cast out my spell. It seems so tragic how quickly I fell. No surprise, is it? Will anyone visit my cell? 
Every little thing you do will have an effect I was clean and now I'm through It's time to collect Do what you do Go on, be bold But always remember It comes back threefold Prince's mother through duty and pain A little brother, my loss Henry's gain But now that I'm buried, I fear that I carried in vain Every little thing you do will have an effect I was queen and now I'm through, it's time to collect Do what you do, go on be bold But always remember it comes back threefold What you give is what you get And we get what we deserve You labor and you sweat to stay ahead of the curve if your work is tainted and you find that you're acquainted with a family who is painted you are fate without choice and you struggle and you glower and escape from Howard Tower until you have all the power to destroy with your voice I was a queen of England every little thing you do will have an effect I was queen and That's actually a song from the original version of the show. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks. Bravo. Oh. I want to be throwing virtual flowers at you now. <laughs> Bravo. You know what's really interesting about that song in context, though? And this is something I did not expect. So I, I was in the show this summer, which was for uh, a few reasons. And I got the opportunity to really see as well as hear audience reaction in that theater, which was very, very cool for me. But I, prior to doing the actual production in any reading or any like concert version, 
that one always got like this uh, great forward energy as far as how people reacted to it. There's always like that yay and the applause sort of feeling in context though, silence. Yeah. Like people were so disturbed by it because of what you see on stage. Like, and I was, I was the executioner in our production, <laughs> oh, wow. which was like, having the sword and like seeing people's fear enter into their eyes as I walked out and they saw the sword in my hands and how that all went like, Ooh, I, I'm not sure. Like, of course I wrote it with those, those intentions, but after the reactions of so many years, I was like, wow, okay, that is different. And it, it was very cool to be in that room and feel that experience. Cause I was like, good. I'm glad people are connecting with her story and how God awful this was. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to romanticize it and to turn it into something more than what it was. And it was really terrible. It was murder. It was just right was there. Murder. Yeah. And our director was. How many times I watched the tutors, it makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> Executions. Does it matter whether I watched it 20 times? Mm -hmm. And I, I think it was wonderfully done on the tutors. And our director did something really, really cool with, so the beginning when Anne is singing alone on stage, she mm -hmm. actually, she stripped off all of her top layers and just went down to her base costume, like her white shirt, her white yeah. pants and her boots. And that was it. And she took off her bee necklace and everything mm -hmm. and just watching her strip down to the oh. bare minimum oh. right before she was going to die like it was powerful it was heartbreaking great theater yeah great theater yeah oh gosh i really hope i get to show the video to everyone. <laughs> oh yeah you've built it up now so much <laughs> it's all those just like little clips in the teaser video i yeah. wish hopefully well we'll see yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, and you have to keep us updated. Okay, so we are coming up on, we've gone over an hour now, but we chatted, had technology going on in the beginning there. So what, where can people find out more about you? Plug your YouTubes and your whatever you have, your SoundClouds, whatever it is you have, plug that all. And how can we support you and how can we support bringing this to life again? Wonderful. Excellent questions. Thank you. Well, you can learn more about me and everything I do on michaelraddy.com. That's R-A-D-I. And that's where I have basically all the information about what I do in addition to my musical theater, as well as the musicals I've written. So there's that. The King's Legacy has its own website, which is thekingslegacymusical.com. And on there, you can see all of our production photos and video and music, hear music from the summer and from previous versions, all news, all everything about the show is available there. And uh, as far as where else, oh, on YouTube, it's just, it's the Michael Ratty channel. Though I find that if you type into the search bar, the King's Legacy Musical, all videos will pop up. So that's good to know. And I have a Patreon now. Thank you to the suggestions of everyone at TutorCon who is like, get a Patreon. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's <laughs> patreon.com slash Michael Ratty. And I post everything I do now. I recently changed it up. So no, it's not just about King's Legacy. It's not just about the musicals I write. It's everything I do. Because I have a weekly blog that's about theater. I 
all like these behind the scenes things of how I do things in my life and what I'm up to, as well as everything related to the King's mm -hmm. Legacy. There are demos on there that no one's heard before. So if you sign up to be a patron, you can hear some of these demos of music that I wrote after the summer's production. I'm doing so. that right now. I didn't <laughs> even know about that. And currently I don't have things tiered out. Um, I may in the future, but as of now, you can pretty much sign up at any level, even just $1 a month to uh, get some of these perks. So. Fun. All right. Yep. There it is. Look at that. All right. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for, um, for sharing. Okay. I'm going to stop that right now because I'm going to talk to you, um, <laughs> but I'm going to do it when I'm done here. Um, so I, okay. That song's so powerful. Yeah. Kendra said that song's so powerful. I get goosebumps and all the feels. I need feels. I need to spend some time catching up. Life is crazy busy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.